time for Fan Mail Friday, where we'll be answering your questions and dropping some knowledge and feedback to help you kick the weekend off right. If you're new to the Art of Charm podcast, this isn't the best place to start. Most of our content is more in-depth and longer format, so check out the best of at theartofcharm.com slash best or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. That's where we've got the fundamentals of body language, nonverbal communication, attraction, negotiation, networking, and everything else we teach here at The Art of Charm. All right, on to it. Dear Jordan, I'm a man with a lot of bad habits who's starting to realize that they're holding me back. I smoke a lot. I drink a lot, and it's literally what's holding me back in my dating life and my personal life. What do you recommend I do to change things? Signed, beginning to see the light. Ah, right on. I like that. I like these nicknames that we're getting and slash giving people now as well. Uh, First of all, we don't really know that this is what's holding you back in your dating life and your personal life from this letter. So I'm going to let it go, assuming you've gotten feedback from people at work, from people that you're dating that they don't want to date smokers or drinkers, etc. But I think your question kind of answers itself. You know you need to start making changes, perhaps even drastic changes, to your life and to your lifestyle. And first, I think it's important to not just get rid of unhealthy parts of your lifestyle, but also find healthy ways to live your life to replace what really are just bad habits. You, it's harder to get rid of habits than it is to replace them. So for my money, there are few things better for you than regular exercise, lots of water. And beyond that, you might consider seeing a counselor about your drinking if it's really a problematic thing that you rely on. Uh, at all that said, I think moderation is key. There's nothing wrong having a few beers here and there, a few drinks here and there. There's not even anything wrong with, and I know I'm going to get flack for this, getting really drunk from time to time, provided that you don't drive or do anything dangerous or buy a giraffe while you're drunk. It's all about finding balance and staying safe. And most importantly, you need to chase after this newfound energy that you seem to have to make yourself and your life that much better. Derek writes, Mr. Harbinger, I am a longtime listener of The Art of Charm. Currently, I am working on your awesome social capital challenge. Additionally, I have been practicing gratitude, being grateful for what I have and letting people know about it. This brings me to an interesting dilemma. How do I tell my bosses that I'm really grateful without coming off as a kiss ass, even to bosses much higher up in the food chain that I've never met? Any suggestions would be really beneficial. Thank you for such a great show. Fan Mail Friday's rule. Excellent. Thanks for the feedback. Here's my answer to that. Write them a little letter or an email. Thank them for the opportunity they've given you where most people haven't. And most importantly, you got to be specific in what you've learned instead of being general. The general brown noser goes, I love working here. Thanks for the opportunity. Looking forward to meeting you at the Christmas party. But somebody who's actually thankful says, Look, I'm really thankful for this job. A lot of people won't hire me because I have a criminal record or whatever. Thank you for giving me a chance. You have no idea what this means to my family. The other day, we were finally able to take the first vacation in years because I have income from this job, and I'm not just hustling to do odd jobs. My wife and I have a better relationship because she's proud of me for working for so blah, blah, blah. Specific is important. Otherwise, it just seems general, and it seems like you have a divisive reason for writing it. Also, it shows authenticity, which is the opposite of being a kiss-ass, which is by definition agenda and outcome-seeking. As for writing a letter to the people that you've never met before, ask yourself why you're doing that, and if you genuinely want to thank them, again, be very specific, and you might even say, keep me in mind for any other opportunities within the organization, because if they're looking to 
find somebody who's going to be trained as a manager, they might actually suggest you to your manager. They might not. It also might not do squat, but it doesn't hurt to do it if that's what you're going for. If there's no other reason for it, though, I would say lay off and maybe just uh, share a drink with them at the annual Christmas party. Dear Jordan, I read your newsletter and listen to your podcast every week. I get tons of advice from your website, but here's the issue. I'm 25 and still a virgin. I try to stay positive about it, but sometimes it's hard. (laughs) I just figured... I just figure it hasn't happened yet, so it's never going to happen. What do I need to finally lose my V-card? Signed, 25-year-old virgin. We're officially 12. Do you want me to reread that? No, no, no. I think we just, we have to admit that when we do this in the evening, we turn into children and giggle at stupid shit. So it's staying in. Um, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) hey, man, you'd be surprised at how common virgins your age are. While it's somewhat outside the norm, it's not like you're 40 or 50, and I think you're overthinking it a little bit. There's not much difference between having sex with the first girl and the 10th girl beyond anything that's in your head. So don't think about what you need to do to get laid. Think about what you need to do to become a better man, the type of man that attracts women, especially the kind of women that you find attractive. And that's really what we teach here at AOC. It's not about gaming women. It's about becoming the type of man that women actually want and are attracted to. And the first step is believing that you can actually become that kind of man. I've got faith in you because I know that every man has it in him to become this type of man with enough hard work and effort, and hell, that's what we do here professionally, so I know it can happen. Here are some quick thoughts on how you can make it happen that much faster. One, you got to get out there. You're not meeting women sitting at home. You need to get out there and meet people. This is definitely supposed to seem daunting at first, but the more you get to it, the more easy it'll become. It requires practice, and I know it's a lot easier said than done, and that's kind of what boot camp is all about. Two, Hit the gym. The older you get, the less optional it is that you work out. More to the point, working out makes you feel better and look better. So pick something you like and stick with it. It helps also with the above of getting you out there because you have to get out there to work out. You could work out in group classes and meet people there, etc. Throw yourself into your career. One of the most impressive things to women is a guy who's serious about his career. Throw yourself into your job 110%, no matter what it is, with an eye toward the long haul. And here's the caveat. Don't use this as an excuse long-term not to have a social life or to become some kind of workaholic, or you'll just be replacing one set of problems with another. And I want to reaffirm that I'm very general when I say women like a guy who's serious about his career, that's a very blanket statement, but let's let's uh, play the 80-20 game here. And last but not least, make time for fun. It's not all about meeting women. Go hiking, check out museums, take in a ball game. No matter what fun is for you, make time for it with an emphasis on getting out of the house. And of course, that also helps you create a healthy social circle of people that don't just want to go drinking or only want to work out and then go home and watch TV. Last but not least, talk to everyone. Again, it's more than just about talking and chatting up girls. Chat with people in line at the supermarket, the post office, wherever they might be. Talk to women, yes, but talk to everyone, and talking to women is going to be a lot easier. So, again, this helps with social circle and... Ah, almost forgot. Work on your look. You don't need to be a, a bastion of fashionable clothing and couture, but a few staples in your wardrobe are going to level up your look and your confidence. And uh, yeah, when you're making new friends, make sure to keep the old ones. Look for new friends. Reach out to old friends. The two groups of you can go out together, and this will make your efforts a little easier. Combined with working out, this is going to build confidence in your appearance and demonstrate a level of social awareness that most men ignore. So as you can see, 
These will not only help you cash in your V-card, but they're also killer advice for any man who happens to be listening right now. You know, one of the things that uh, that strikes me about hanging out with you when we go out, you talk to everyone. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anybody do that. And I think that that's one of the greatest pieces of advice is just talk to everybody. Yeah, I talk to everybody. Unless I'm in a weird mood, uh, I will talk to everybody. And it's not to get anything. It's just kind of a good muscle to work out. I mean, hell, I, we work from home, man. If I don't talk to everybody, I I end up, you know, talking to myself in the in the closet. It's weird. And the cats. <laughs> I talk to my cats. You know, they're going to have, yeah, it's, it just ends up getting weird. I'd probably talk to my cats anyway, full disclosure. Oh, you but, do. You do. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen it. Yeah. I, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Moving along. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people because they're all going to give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash charm. Just go to indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. 
Go to kajabi.com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Dear Jordan, I've been following a lot of your stuff for years. Podcasts, newsletters, all that jazz. One thing that I'm having trouble with is knowing if I'm getting any better at things. How do you track your progress so you know that you're getting better and don't stand around wondering if you're just wasting your time spinning your wheels? Signed, Wondering Walter. All right. Hey, Walter. In any event, one of the things we think all men need to do is keep a journal. Um, British people call it a diary, or is that schedule? I always get that confused. Anyway, keep a journal. This is great because it allows you to track your progress over time. Then, when you go back and look at your journal after a few months, you're gonna notice that you're actually getting things done. And more to the point, you're gonna see a change in your attitude, particularly for men who wanna see how their confidence is increasing. Keeping a journal will let you see how your view of the world is changing. Nothing else that I know of is actually gonna let you do that reliably anyway. And it's not just about your skills, but about your outlook on life and your sense of momentum and forward motion, and that is trackable by journal. Max writes in, how do I dodge a question in a presentation? Yeah, this is a this is a good one and an interesting one because I thought about this for a while. You're asking for a quote-unquote crafty way to dodge questions during presentations or clever way to do that, but it's actually not a good idea. Smart audiences, which are the ones who are watching you hopefully at work and even in graduate school, scientists, whatever, they can see right through it and they're gonna lose confidence in your qualification to actually be speaking to them in the first place. Not to mention, if I see through that, I automatically lose a lot of respect for you, so don't do it. As the presenter, you are in control of the information, the presentation, the performance, and you're responsible for making sure that the people you're presenting to actually get what they need. And so, okay, if the question is really outside the whole presentation, it's way out in left field, you can defer it by saying you'll talk to them after the presentation so you don't waste everyone's time because you know that the rest of the people there don't actually need to hear it. But if it's if it really makes sense to the topic of interest, if it's relevant, you need to be able to answer whether or give an answer whether you actually know the answer or not. If you don't know, say, I don't know, but I'll find out for you, and then write it down and actually check back with people to deliver that. In fact, if it's one person asking and you find the answer, send it to everyone. That's a, a really great follow-up technique, And because if you just follow up with the one person, you don't know if other people had the same question. Presenters that try to BS their audience are, are not good, because eventually you get found out, and no matter how good you think you are, and take it from me, no matter how good you think you are at bullshitting, there's gonna be people who can tell, and admitting you don't know something will earn you points with the audience, and it will generate trust because they'll know that you're honest with them, and that's this is gonna be a hard lesson for people to learn. People hate, including myself, hate saying, I don't know, so you wanna get around it, and they'll even say things like, well, I theorize this, I hypothesize this, I am somewhat sure of this. Just, you either know or you don't. Don't try to pull the wool over people's eyes. It can be detrimental to your career, academic or otherwise, and you've gotta have confidence in your answers. The only way to be 100% sure is either you know or you're 100% sure that you don't. And it takes a lot of work to build trust. I've said this before. It takes a lot of work to build trust, but you can lose it in just moments, so don't risk it. All right, blog post of the week. 
How to save time with one simple email. This is a way to confirm appointments, get the other person excited to meet, cut the meeting time, makes you more productive, makes the meeting more productive, and we teach you subtle persuasion and influence techniques to help meetings be more successful. The title of the article on the blog is How to Save Time with One Simple Email. We'll link it in the show notes here. And if you just Google The Art of Charm, How to Save Time with One Simple Email, should show up on the blog. You can also search our website. Hope you all enjoyed that. Don't forget, you can reach us Friday at theartofcharm.com. We read everything. We'd love to hear from you. More from AOC at theartofcharm.com. Now have a great weekend. Get out there and connect and leave everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and everything for the extraordinary man at the Art of Charm podcast. Dot com.